Hi, guys. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, Mike, the big Zamboni. Honk, honk. Hey. Hey. Uh, Hey. Uh, I'm just going to throw this in there real quick. I watched a couple of movies. I watched Napoleon. Dynamite? Nope. (laughs) Nope. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin? Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Love it. Hated it. All right. Yeah. Just, it was just too much war, too much, just This was was from earlier this year or last year? I think it came out before Christmas. Just before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, It was fine. He's great. Everything is fine. Mm. Just not my jam. Okay. If you're into history and all that stuff, you might really like it. Just a lot going on there. Uh, Long? A longish, yeah, longish yeah. felt longer than it needed. Yes, it's long. Okay, it's long. I also started Killers of the Flower Moon last night. Speaking of long, I watched maybe an hour and twenty minutes, so I only got two hours to go. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I will say about that movie so far, Mike, yeah, is I feel like they're giving away more in the beginning. Than they do in the book. Okay. So they're the, is it William Hale is the character played by Robert De Niro, I believe? Yeah, sounds right. He, they're revealing more about his intentions than the book does. And I the, think the reason, yeah, one of the reasons for that is, again, I think the book has a lot more to do with the creation of the FBI. Yes. And that side of it, whereas the movie, you don't get that until the very end, and it is a footnote. Like, it is not a big part of the movie. Right. And you know what? It's not really a big, it's not the story. Mm-hmm. It's about the investigation of these murders. Yeah. But that's almost just kind of like a... Just also a side note. It's not sure. like the biggest part of the movie. It's okay. just this the guy who wrote the book, whose name is escaping me right we'll call now. Him Dr. Something Seuss. man or David Grand. Grand. We'll he um you know, he's an investigative reporter and so he's he's telling the story in the book in like chronological order of how he's trying to tell us a, a story Chronology. to create a a story around his findings and his investigation. Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm going to stick with it. I'm reading the You're book. You're going to finish it all? I'm reading the book while I'm watching the movie. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> no, this no. is just the very beginning. No, wait a minute. I know. I can't. I can't. I'm obsessive and I need to finish a book for the month of January. I but if you finish this movie. Then I know the end. You're not going to finish this book. That's very possible. I'm only halfway through the book. And you're a third of the way through the movie. Yeah. There's no way you're going to commit two hours more to this movie and then say, and I'll put in seven or eight more hours of the book. That is quite possibly true. We got to get you a new book for January. I got got lots of books for Christmas. I got the John Stamos book. I've oh, got yeah, the Britney book. I've got the, um, oh, Brandy Carlisle wrote a, bo- a couple of books. I've got one of those. There's one other one. Who else wrote a book? Maybe I'll buy this Stamos Hopefully not Barbara book. Streisand. I know. I was just going to say, definitely not Barbara <laughs> Streisand. Why? It just looks exhausting. It's so oh, yeah. long. 
She seems exhausting to me, friends. She seems a little needy. Yes. I'm really surprised. She must not be in relationships because her marriage has lasted a very long time. Wow. To, um, what's his name, Brolin? Josh Brolin? No. Yep, James. James James Brolin. Brolin. Yep. Jimmy. Um, Yeah, she just feels like, you know, some people come over and they're like, oh my gosh. Don't get anything ready. I'm fine. I'm low key. Paper right. plates and pizza. No, Let's she's do this. particular. Yeah. She seems very Clive, particular. Start the car, would you? I don't get that vibe. Okay. Do you? Yes. Yeah. I think she pe- isn't the the story that she has to be behind like a certain lens. There's like Vaseline on it or something. I think she her appearance, how she's presented, is important to her. Like, she's got a good side, a bad side. She does that whole thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That doesn't make her... I, I mean, that makes a her a diva. Sure. I mean, it just makes her particular about how she wants to present to but the But in world. the same way that you said you think her book would be exhausting, I just have a feeling, hmm. you know, when someone... There's an old saying. Oh. <laughs> Tell me more. I don't know if it applies, but I'll say it out loud and we can talk about it. True humility has nothing to do with thinking more of yourself Mm. or less of yourself. Mm. It has to do with thinking of yourself less. So it's not an esteem thing or or you just believe everything is great about you or the polar opposite, which is destructive in a different way where you believe everything is bad about you. True humility, the most freeing kind, is when you just Think of yourself less often. Well, you are look no... who's here, everybody. Hey, it's the Dalai Lama. Welcome to the show. Remember Rocco told us he did a thing with the Dalai Lama, and he said his nose hairs were coming out of his nose so long that they could have been twisted and braided and had those little Jamaican vacation beads on them. He shows us the picture. This nose looked great. There were no hairs. <laughs> How many of our memories are correct? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Anyway, listen. I don't know. I understand what you're saying. Just feels like. But I don't think there's anything wrong with taking pride in how you want to present yourself. I agree with you. I agree I with don't you. think it means you're selfish or you're self-absorbed. It's just like, it's just a side note in life. Like, I just have this feeling and maybe, look, I know nothing about Barbara. I know many people bow at the altar of Babs and it is do not say a bad thing about her. I don't know much about her, okay? I've only ever known her, like when I've been alive. She's sort of like been a, she used to do stuff. She very infrequently pops up. She's right. more of like this aura, this ether, sure. this stardust. Yes. It just, my feeling, and I could be totally wrong, and I'd happily have Barbara on to tell me all the reasons that I'm wrong. Mike, if you work on that. But Roger, it just feels like the, for that. her, like the Vaseline on the camera thing, whether or not that's true, but like the certain filter. That wouldn't be like, oh, she's she's like totally like relatable and down to earth. She does have this one thing with the camera, which is weird. That I think is like a <laughs> microcosm of her world. Of everything must be the way that Babs wants it to be. Huh. I don't think she would like me. I wonder if you'd say that if it were a man. Think let's think of a man who uh, let's go with... Uh, there are a lot of guys who I think I'd be like, okay, too much. And by the way, a lot of people listening who would be like, 
I cannot imagine having coffee with him. He feels like he would be too much. Hmm. How about like a Brad Pitt? What if Brad Pitt was like, hey, this is a really cool effect. Let's put this on the camera. It'll give the effect that I look. I would go home and tell people about this. Hmm. There was an old interview that she did right next to Seth Rogen. And if I'm remembering this correctly, Sam Rubin, entertainment anchor out in L.A., it interviewed them. Because they did a movie together. They did a movie together. It was cute. And so you have a, you have a, uh, an A cam, a B cam, and an X cam. A cam is uh, Barbara. B cam is Seth. Mm-hmm. X cam is the two shot right. of them together. Sure. And they were trying to determine if there was an actual split down the lens. Because <laughs> Seth looked... <laughs> right. <laughs> and Barbara looked like in, a, in, in an ether form right, like, she's like in at heaven. the gates of heaven <laughs> yeah i don't know i bet she's great i'll read her book Pfft, that was a lie but i am interested in reading john stamos's book because i watched full house growing up and i wanted to be uncle jesse well maybe i'll oh you like to listen to the book no i actually would like to read it um maybe today i think i might drop some coin on it at, at the, the bookstore oh but i'm going to terminal two do they even have bookstores yeah yeah i think so yeah you'll find something Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Stick around later this week. Donna will have, I think, her completed review of Killers of the Flower Moon, and then Maybe. she will burn the book. When we come back, Damn we've it. got a few studies. It's your fault that I have the book to begin with. It's kind of a money edition of studies. Fine. Uh, the average American in their 50s falls into this specific financial I category. I blame you for it. And we could also... In the next 10 years, see the world's first blank. This has to do with money. We've had a lot of fill-in-the-blank fun today. Haven't we, class? We sure have, Steve. We'll have more when we return. It's Donald and Steve on my top. Hey, it's Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services, where they like to say they keep things simple, transparent, and affordable. Uh, Simple means they just do simple, customizable cremations starting at $1,000. When I say customizable, that's where the transparent part comes in. Uh, You can add things on, like a small visitation, a fancier urn, that sort of stuff. But they will not try to trick you into anything or make you spend more money than you want to. Uh, Affordable starts at $1,000. I've talked to people uh, both in real life and I've seen the Google reviews that say, uh, you know, I looked into a cremation service. I got a quote from another company in town and it turns out it was four times what Crescent Tide was offering. It's true. Look at those Google reviews. They're pretty great across the board. People saying the same thing. Lisa and Verlin and their team came through for them. They answered all their questions. They took care of things in a very calm, professional manner. They're good people over there. Crescent Tide Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. Ah, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. And we're going to study. Right after I read you something about your cheap friend. Okay. Your Which cheap, cheap friend? friend. Do you have a cheap friend who is on your um, Costco card who leeches off of oh, you? Oh, well, I offered. He didn't ask. I said, oh my gosh, don't get a membership. Use my card. Um, okay. Well, not, co- your, not your roommate. It is my roommate. Oh, but it's not, there's not a oh, third. Is I, there? I have one friend. You're allowed to put one person on it. I put one of my friends because she pays for Netflix oh, okay. and Hulu. Okay. So I let them use my Costco account. Uh, Teresa said your friend is not allowed on your Costco account, but your roomie is. Because it's in the household. Does your friend help you pay for your membership? If not, dump her. That's cheap. Sorry, so harsh, but a basic membership is five bucks a month. Wow. I had a friend who wanted me to buy stuff for her at Costco all the time, but didn't want to help pay for the membership. She got the nope. Hmm. I've also been paying for my brother and sister's Amazon Prime for, I don't know, probably nine out of the last 10 years. Oh, really? And I told them over Christmas, someday they will go to make a purchase and it will be done. I've already let them know there will be a divorce happening. Sure. And, um... I don't like seeing what they're buying. I don't want them seeing what I'm buying. Well, why don't you? Oh. And then like they need a code and then they're going to, they text me and I have to text them back a code. Yeah. We're going to cut bait here. I don't think I need to see like prep age. Yeah. I don't need to see whatever. Just anything. Putting in your medicine cabinet. Yeah. Just. Yeah. So anyway. I hear you. Good talking to you, man. It's fun to be here. Yeah, it's great to talk. Let's Let's study. All right. Studies have shown that that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. All righty. Is this me? Why don't you go first? Okay. And then we'll we'll get bigger. All right. The money will get bigger as we go. So I want to tell you... Something about the average 50-something-year-old in America, financially speaking, okay? Okay. The average 50-something-year-old in America is now a... Do you know the answer? I do. Yeah. Mike, do you? I don't. What do you think, financially speaking... Is a blank. Average... The average American who is 50-something years old um, now is this. It's something that I think people aspire to when they're younger. Not a millionaire, is it? Yes, it is. Wow, queen. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's true. It is heavily skewed by very rich people. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> like if me, on, if me and Elon Musk were in a room, our average income. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> So the median net worth for Americans in their 50s is about $300,000. Okay. 
And that does include property and retirement accounts. That doesn't sound like very much. It feels a little low. It does feel a wee bit low, but I wonder if that's because people didn't get into the habit of saving for the 401k and all that stuff. I do know. I do have friends who don't have a plan. You know, like they, they don't have, they don't contribute to their 401k. I don't think they have a 401k. And so then they're not putting it into like a self-employed retirement account. I guess not. Wow. Yeah. That's, it's, that's not good. And it's very, we, yeah, uh, it is such unexciting money to spend. In my last two years, I started working with this financial guy who was talking about retirement and just like a bunch of non-sexy investing. And I said, man, I'm like back and forth on this, but I'm going to make the choice that 60-year-old Steve will thank me for. Right. But it's tough to do. It's it's very tough. You know, you can you can put what is it like seven thousand dollars into your a Roth IRA every mm-hmm. year, I think. And every year, my financial advisor comes sniffing around and saying, "Hey, how much do you want to put in?" I'm like, "Not that much." <laughs> like that's a lot of money. I don't just have that sitting in my checking account. Yeah, that to me is a lot of money to just fork over when for sure. I'm like. I need to get my ceiling fixed. I need to get, you know, like I have things that I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just seems like I think it's, you know what they say? It's expensive to save. They don't say this. I'm making this up on the spot, okay, but I started I with, you know what they say. So we'll go with it. Oh, now Confucius is here. Oh, go ahead. I love it. <laughs> All right. What do we got now? You know what they say? It's expensive to save, but it's more expensive not to save. There it is. Listen, if you want to be working at 95, asking your boss for time off so you can go visit your great-great-great-grandchildren. So be exactly. it. But it's no fun to save, but sometimes it's like we just got to take the licking and just say, all right, crap. Well, I I'll tell you save. what, once you're like in it's your tough. 60s, you're going to be like, oh, thank God. I'm comfortable. Yes. You know, you could sell all your stuff, your house, move into, you know, downsize, do all the things. Yeah, yeah. Travel. See the world. See the, the world's out there. It's true. By the way, uh, since having a million dollars is, I guess, complicated, a new survey asked people what they need to to say that they are, you know, they made it financially in life. The number one answer was being financially independent and not having to rely on others for money. They would consider that success. Okay. Also, the average American says they need to make at least $94,000 a year. To feel financially independent. Hmm. Okay. I, yeah. It, it, it ain't the truth of it. Like you could make that number or anything. You could make it 60,000. You right. could make it 100,000. You can make it 200,000. It's all, it's not about how much you make. Mm-hmm. It's about how much margin you have right. at the end. Because if you live a $200,000 lifestyle, you feel a similar amount of at the end of each month that yes. the person making $50,000 Correct. Does. Everything is relative. Yeah. Right. that's My dad once said, as you, um, and I have not always paid attention to it, but there have been times that I have. He said, don't adjust your lifestyle when your income adjusts. Don't think that you automatically... And he says this as a spender. I mean, unless, a spender. I mean, unless you're making less, then you need to adjust. Correct, yes. yes. But he means as you go on, if you follow a general upward trajectory. Live below your means. If you if you can do that and the income keeps going up. But I will say we have felt tested by that with the uh, 
proliferation of children in our homes, all of them born with mouths. Wow. They eat food and drink things. Well, and, and the they boys, wear wow, they're going to eat you out of house and home. That's the old saying. Yeah. Good luck with that. We'll take a break. When okay. we come back, we're going to play a game. We play it every Wednesday. It's uh, a really great game. You should play along with us. It's called Whose Voice Is It Anyway? Celebrity Voices Out of Context. Can you identify them? That's next. Hey, it is Rocco for MNFatLoss.com, the weight loss plan, where I lost about 25, 30 pounds uh, about a year ago. And I have kept that weight off. I just weighed in this week. And I'm like, yep, that's right where I was at the end of that two-month weight loss period. And I did it all through the time-tested methods that literally thousands of clients MN Fat Loss has shared to break the weight loss code with us. Uh, you know, you hear all these things about weight loss fads and drugs. Nobody really knows what these side effects are. And uh, the weight's going to come back when you get off that drug. You know, you're just suppressing your hunger temporarily. And then it all comes back and your frustration too. I learned how to eat right. I am eating foods I like and keeping those pounds off. With the help of MNFatLoss.com, I recommend it to anybody. It all starts with a free consultation. You go to MNFatLoss.com. You can even do that consultation over the phone. MNFatLoss.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hi, welcome back. It's the Don and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. We have, uh, we have printed papers right now. For our My Talk Awards draft that is happening tomorrow from 8 a.m. until 10 a.m. here. We hope that you tune in. All the shows will be represented there. Uh, in the meantime, I think it's time we play a game. Okay. Time to play. Ooh. Voice. Is it? Anyway. Anyway. Your host. Zamboni. It is indeed that time to play a little Who's Voices. Anyway, this is the show we play every Wednesday. It's basically Name That Tune, but with celebrity voices, you're going to get a theme, and then I'll give you a little clue for each voice. You'll go back and forth bidding on how many seconds it will take you to get the name correct. If you do indeed get the bid and get the name, you win a point. If you don't, your opponent gets that point. We play a race to uh, to two. Or three, however you want to look at it. Okay. So let's do it today for Whose Voices Anyway. By the way, we're all tied up 1-1. Steve got the first victory week one of this new year. And then Bradley, in his place last week, knew every single voice. But it didn't matter because Donna was able to still come away with the victory. Yeah, yeah. He got the first two points. She got the bonus voice of Liam Neeson. And then, uh, actually, no, Bradley did not know the final voice of uh, Alicia Silverstone. And as a result, 1-1 is where we sit. Okay. Here we go. All right. It always starts with the coin flip. Here goes the coin. Who's calling it? 
Me. Tails. All right. You're calling tails. It is still flipping. It's heads. Okay. So, Steve, you're going to start the bidding. Now, today's theme for Whose Voice Is It Anyway, pretty appropriate because, of course, a couple nights ago were the Emmys. Every one of the people we are going to hear from today have won an Emmy. Okay. Okay. All right. I feel good about this, I think. So we've got Emmy winners, and your first voice is, uh, Steve, you're going to start the bidding. This individual, winner for an oft-nominated role. That's your clue. Winner for an oft-nominated role. Okay. Oft-nominated. Oh, okay. So Emmy winners, your overall theme. And again, the clue's not supposed to give it away. It's just supposed to kind of put you on the scent of it. So, yeah. Steve, you're going to start the bidding. Uh, let's start at 10 seconds and go where you would like. Um, I can name that voice in 10 seconds. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can name that voice in nine seconds. I can name that voice in seven seconds. Oh, really? I can name that voice in six seconds. I can name that voice in five seconds. Come on now. I see what you're doing. You're going to try to get me to name that voice? Because I know you can. I've seen the strength of you, and it's honestly... I can name it in four. Name it! All right. All right. So Donna gets the winning bid on the first one. She's got four seconds to name our first voice. Again, these are all Emmy winners, and your first clue is winner for an oft-nominated role. Role. Okay. Donna? Yes. Are you ready to give it a whirl? Okay. All right. You've got four seconds. Name... This voice. I don't think I ever really did. I was in denial a lot of the time, and then when I went to university, a lecturer. Like... Really? Mm, good luck with that. An oft-nominated role. And then when I went to university, mm. that... Winner for an oft-nominated role. An often-nominated role. Admit that right now, yeah. you're thinking all British people sound alike. That feels like every female British voice you? to you in your head, doesn't it? I don't know what the role is. Uh don't get that. But I am going to say that this is the person who is married to John Krasinski. And her name is Escaping Me. Her name is... Oh, my God. What is her name? Hold on. Uh, uh, she was in the movie with the rock. She, her name is, her name is Emma, mm. not Emma. Close. It's not Emma. It's Emily Blunt. Thank wow. you. Hmm. Final. You're going with Emily Blunt. If it's Emily Blunt, you're going to get the first guess for so point, many reasons. Point. If it's not Emily Blunt, you will not get the point. Is that Emily Blunt? It is not. What I really appreciate is that Donna is remembering Emily Blunt, presumably from Mary Poppins. I guess. Thinking she's British. She is British. Emily Blunt is British? 100%. Yeah, you dingbat. Wow. My brain had her totally American, full American accent. That's why I was laughing at you in my head. Oh, no. Oh, that was a good guess. I'm an idiot. Incorrect. Olivia Coleman. You're going to say Olivia nice. Coleman. Extremely close guess. Elizabeth Zabicki. Let's listen to it again. I think I ever really did. I was in denial a lot of the time. And then when I went to university, Lord. a lecturer, like one of my teachers said that I should. Probably- Emma. I was thinking it was something for the crown. Yeah. But that does not to me you sound said- like the first Elizabeth that we had. Well, it was. 
That mm. is Claire Foy. Oh, Foy, wow. She won That's the Oscar. You both love her so much. I was like, we're going to start with that one because oh, I have to. There you go. But yes, she, of course, and uh, Olivia Coleman also won uh, an Emmy for that same role of uh, Queen Elizabeth in The Crown, as did Claire Foy. Unfortunately, um, Amalda. Uh, uh, Staunton. Staunton did not. She didn't even get nominated. I know. Which oh. is sad. Shocking. Because I really enjoyed her as I did too. Queen. Now, okay. if if Claire Foy was speaking in her Queen accent. I would have gotten that, yes, I think. Sure. Yes. Sure. Wow. It's always tough with this game, but also, there you go. Emily Blunt. British? Mm-hmm. I stand corrected. But you've seen like little interviews and blooper things with her in the rock. I know. I In this moment, I was totally convinced of the other being true. All right, that first okay. point now will be going to Steve, as okay. I could not correctly come up with Claire Foy. We move on to our next voice. And again, these are all Emmy winners. Remember that? All Emmy winners. Okay. Your second voice, and Donna, you're going to get to start the bidding. Two heavily nominated shows, 22 years apart. So this individual, part of two he- heavily nominated shows, 22 years apart. Okay. I can name that voice in 10 seconds. I can name that voice in six seconds. I can name that voice in five. (sighs) Is this how you want to win? (laughs) (laughs) I can name that voice in four seconds. Name that voice! All right, right, Steve, you're going to have the opportunity to name this voice in four seconds. Again, your clue and the theme today is all Emmy winners. Your clue is two heavily nominated shows, 22 years apart. Are you ready for your voice, Steve? Sure. All right. You've got four seconds. Name this voice. And this kid from Scotland comes up to me. He's like 18. He was with his father. Oh. They're visiting New York. And he pulls up. Oh, doesn't that sound so familiar? It does. In my head, it sounds like Kevin Bacon. And I don't think that it is. I don't know of many TV Pretty shows good. that he's done, much less 22 years apart. And- Two heavily nominated TV shows, 22 years apart. <sighs> Emmy winners are category for today. Mm. Mm. I'm going to say as my answer for this question, the actor with the name <laughs> of... Mm. Oh, what's this guy's name in my head? It's not him. Dennis Leary. <laughs> Finally, that's if that's Dennis Leary, you've got the second point. Donna's going to have to get the bonus. If it's anybody else, she's going to tie it up. We're going to head to our final decisive voice. Is that Dennis Leary? It is not Donna. I can, okay, I have a couple again? of guesses. You have a couple of guesses. Let's hear it again and okay. see if it solidifies any of your guesses. And this kid from Scotland comes up to me. He's like 18. He was with his father. They're visiting New York. And he oh, pulls God. up his pant leg. And on his calf is a tattoo. Who me. is this? Of Boy, me. I cannot get that voice. First, I was thinking like Jason Bateman. Then I went to Brian Cranston. I don't hear because I would of be them. like uh, twenty years apart. Mm-hmm. Really familiar voice. It's driving me crazy. Give us initials. This was going to be a little tough. M I. It's going to be a little tough for Steve. Michael Imperioli. Yep. Wow. Wow. Of course, Sopranos and also White Lotus, which just Dang. loaded up the uh, oh, the Emmy Award uh, nominations. Here he is again. See if you can hear him this time. This kid from Scotland. Yep. 
comes up to me. He's like 18. He was with his nope. father. They're visiting New York, and he pulls up his pants. Of course, Christopher that's a tough one. Moltisanti is Christopher. Uh, from The Sopranos, and again, White Lotus, uh, the last season, most recent season. So there's another one. One one is where we sit. We head to our final voice. Donna gets the point for that one. As Steve was not able to name oh, that, that voice, uh, we go to this one here to decide it all. Emmy wins plus an Oscar all in the 90s. So this Emmy individual wins. has multiple Emmy wins plus an Oscar, and it all took place in the 90s. Oh, Emmy winners is the overall theme. And Steve, you get to start the bidding this time around. I can name that voice in six seconds. All right, go ahead. Name that Dang voice. It, Donna, you <laughs> were supposed to say five. And six I seconds a long time. You'll get this. Drop the six-second bomb on him. All right, Steve, you've got control. It's all coming down to you. You're going to have six seconds to listen to this voice. And if you correctly name it, you're going to win today. If you do not get it, it's going to be Donna getting her second win of the year. You're both going for your second win. Again, Emmy winners, the overall theme today. Your clue is Emmy winner, multiple-time Emmy winners, Plus an Oscar, all in the nineties. That's okay. your theme. All right. Are you ready to give it a roll? <sighs> okay, I'm ready. All right, ready. you've got six seconds to name this multi-time Emmy winner and Oscar winner, all in the nineties. Steve Patterson, name this voice. Way on a little vacation by myself, no partner, no kids. I'm just going to take two days and rest up, and I. Hmm. This is unfortunate. <laughs> this is a disappointing thing for all of my Steve maniacs out there. What you gonna do, brother? Eating their vitamins, <laughs> saying their prayers, and now I'm gonna let them down. Whose voice was that? Multi Emmys in the nineties and, and an, an Oscar. Oscar in the nineties. Um mm, boy. Sounds so familiar. Man, it did not sound really familiar for me. Um, oh, I think I got it. Ooh. It's always good when you drop that on him. It adds the pressure. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> just scrambled my brain. Done. Oh, boy. Um, Any guess, Steve? I don't know. I, 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 I cannot think of a reasonable name for this. I, I pass. All right. You're the winner today, Donna. Yay! Nicely done. Can I take I would a guess? love for you to take a guess. Is that Laura Linney? Wow. It is uh, not Laura Lee, but it's really funny. Okay, let's listen to this again. Okay, on a little vacation by myself, mm. no partner, no kids. I'm just going to take two days and rest up. And I paddled. Four Emmys in the 90s for a TV show, obviously. What was the Oscar for? The Oscar was for a movie for Best Actress in 1998. A movie where she co-starred with... Would that have been American Beauty? Jack Nicholson... The movie. Oh, it's oh, Helen, Helen Hunt. Hunt. Was as good as it gets. Oh, of course, her Emmy gosh. wins were for Mad About You. That yes. is Helen Hunt. Oh, hey, that's pretty man. close. That, that's Linney. what I mean. That's why I was like, wait a minute. She looks kind of similar. It's very similar to yes. each other. But uh, you're the winner today, Donna. Nicely Way done. Go, Donna. Thank you, Minneapolis. Oh, <laughs> Woo! Dang. Sorry, that was tough. That that's was tough. good to I have a game, well. though. I didn't do well either. I really wish you would have taken five seconds. Yeah, Dang. I would not have gotten that. that I backfired. do. Can we, when we come back, can we do the one second? Of course. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll All do right. that after the break. Then we'll find out what the soup of the day is. Stay la, 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 la. And it's 
the final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Woo! Coming off a big win today. Hey, I won both games today, if I do yeah, say so did. myself. Yeah, you're myself doing on really the great. I'm do- you're doing I think this great, is the year Donna. You're you. doing great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet of you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, you're welcome. Really, that's nice. Uh, do you want to do the tiebreaker from Whose Voice Is It Anyway? Yes. Mike? So if it would have come down to it, uh, this of course is the uh, little ten or the little yeah. uh, second bonus clip where uh, you guys would have the opportunity to uh, tie the game up if you were trailing two zero. Uh, your clue for this voice was nine nominations, four wins, same role. Oh, nine nominations, so this, this, four uh, wins, same role. Yeah, this Emmy winner had nine nominations, four wins, all for the same role. Okay. And again, you're only going to get the quick little clip of it. Here it is. Either one of you, if you know it, just shout it out. Yeah, I saw it in high school. Mm. Mm. That would have been all you got. I'm off today. Yeah, it was a little nasally. Okay, yeah, I would have saw it in high school. John Mayer. Not John Mayer. That's good. That's good. If Uh, I play it any further, you'll know it instantaneously. Bradley Cooper. No. Uh, Play it again. I saw it in high school. It was a a place you'd go to after homecoming because it was a family show. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Yep. Robert Downey Jr. No, 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 no. Nope. Wait. Oh, my gosh. Play that one more time, Mike. Oh, my gosh. It's right there. Uh, One more time. Here you go. Yeah, I saw it in high school. It was a a place you'd go to after homecoming because it was a family show. You weren't allowed to swear. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Oh, there he is. Uh, There he is. Jason Bateman. No, no, it's Jason Sudeikis. There you go. Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Ted Lasso himself. He's been up for nine Emmy Awards, all for the role of Ted Lasso, and he won four of them. Wow. Fabulous. What a journey. Right? M I R A. M I Also, speaking of cringy things, I saw this thing on t- TikTok yesterday. Mike, maybe you could find it. It's really visual. Okay. But it's it was like Justin Timberlake has always been cringy, and it was this video of him wearing like a denim bandana, <laughs> and he's like, they call me Lake. And then he broke that, went into some like sort of like weird, you know, ninety late nineties robot dance, and they cut to Britney Spears in the audience, who was like, "Oh my, why are we doing this?" And then he goes into a beatbox situation. Mm. I I like JT. I'm not a JT hater, but I watched it and I was like, "Ooh, this does make me feel embarrassed." Embarrassed, but it was an interesting time. The late nineties, early two thousands. We survived Y two K. Of course, you'd get out there and celebrate. Okay. Can I? We don't have time. What? Just wanted to tell you that there was a guy who was playing guitar during brain surgery. Oh. Because we were talking about brain surgery and how some people are awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. I had a little audio for it, but now that you threw Mike for a loop. Oh, that's mine. There's the guy. Thank you. It was just like out of this world to just wake up, have people like actively like working inside of your head is a kind of an insane feeling. Having the patient awake and playing guitar while we take out the tumor allows us to be as aggressive as possible, yet still maintain his quality of life and his manual dexterity. Being able to like go to the gym and be active again, which is like a big part of my life, has been very amazing, like the recovery. How about that? I mean, that's incredible. I wouldn't even play the guitar during my root canal. Mm. You couldn't convince me of that. My only plan there is to grip the armrest tightly. 
You'll be and okay. do shallow breathing. You'll be fine. Okay. Anyway, you didn't right. have pain when you got your root canal. No, that's not. Great. To, you know what? The I've had like four root canals. The last one, uh, it it was great. It was it. I was watching it happen on the screen, so that was pretty cool because I went to yeah. a specialist afterwards. The next day, I had pain. I'm okay. Like it creeped crept up on me. That's okay. Like post procedure oh, pain. Oh yeah, it's just throbby, and they give you pain medication, yeah. and it takes care of the whole thing. I don't want him to be like we're going into the canal of your tooth now, and then him to hit something where I get really uncomfortable. That's mm. what I'm scared of. Well, once they like, you know, I fix want him it to up, numb it, me. It'll be dead. I'm going to tell a doctor. Listen. If my eyes don't cross, you haven't numbed me enough. And then do the gas, too. That I helps. don't have the gas. Oh, ask for it by name. It's called gas. <laughs> <laughs> Here now is Justin Timberlake uh, being Timberlakey in the late 90s, early 2000s. You see, they call me late. Timber, timber, timberlake. Oh. The frick the No. Let's call Brian for our soup of today. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go, everybody. Come down for Moose Soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's Rock and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it, it can't be. He's got a good entree, something that helps the people who are looking mm-hmm. to stay in good shape and my pre-diabetic buddy over there. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Hubbard Cafeteria, please leave a message. Whoa, oh, did he what put is he busy? Leave a message at the tone. Give him some when finished, you may yeah, have yeah, 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 yeah. found for additional options. You see, they call me late. Timber, 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 late. The frick at the boot. Brian, every time you don't pick up from now on, you're getting that cringy bit of audio from Justin Timberlake <laughs> in the early 2000s, so you best pick up your phone. Am I clear? Thank you. Have a blessed day. Bye. All right. Well, that'll do. Did you start following an animal on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you following? I started following whale life. Oh. It's whale life underscore underscore. I'm going to show you a video right after we go off the air. Okay. Of an overhead view of a blue whale. Love it. Donna. I follow a bunch of whales. I follow people who pet sharks. Yeah. I mean. I, mine is, le- I'm not going to get weird like you. You got to get weird. With, no, no, no. The spiders so and the fun. ferrets there and all that crap. people who live with monkeys. It's no, amazing. No, these are not my people. People who pet possums. No, I just want, I like the show Planet Earth. And so this is like a bunch of snippets oh, of Planet Earth. what do you think Earth. you're better than me? You're more sophisticated? I'm just saying, you follow all these ferret people and these delusional psychopaths yeah, who fun. talk to insects. One person. One lady person. Remember you followed that monkey and then that monkey died. Oh, I know. That was a bummer. The monkey got all these like FedEx packages. George. Yeah. He's got <sighs> a sister now who's taken over the role. R.I.P. George, you were amazing. So cute. Did you follow him? No. You can still follow him. He's great. He's hilarious. Quite curious as well. (laughs) 
That's great, Mike. Let's uh, let's call this one a show. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you, everybody. Miguel will be there driving the ship on Bradley and Dawn. Next, our thanks to Holly for producing Hour One. Lo-J after Bradley and Dawn. Yeah, We're yeah. having fun. Bye. Woo-hoo.